This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Hi, welcome. I'm your host, as always, Chris Hambling, and uh, we've got yet another packed show for you today. Um, but first, the usual admin. Uh, just do get in touch with us today throughout the show uh, with your questions and in, any comments you want to make. If you've got anything you want to discuss, give us a call on 0208 123 1646. You can email us. It's radio at you can add us on Skype to call us. It's uh, just addhomesdale.net. Uh, you can text us. It's 81696. Start your message with TXT Space Eagles and keep it short. The Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash whole radio. The Twitter page is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. And Ben's Just Giving page, which we'll mention again later, is www.justgiving.com forward slash homesdale. Okay, there's a, a slightly reduced group of us today. We're back to sort of regulation-free co-presenters. The first of those is Ben Nagel. Hello, Ben. Evening, Christopher. Good evening, indeed. Now, um, we had a bit of an exciting weekend, didn't we? But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. But I just wanted to ask you today about what you thought you were doing with regards to my nominations on the Homestale Awards. Well, there's some comments you made about me that they didn't know the real me, you were insinuating. The real me's just as nice, isn't he? Oh, you should hear him off air. If you're listening to this, which <laughs> a few of you are, you should, you should know that off air he's not the bloke you think he is. <laughs> you know, he gives it the talk, the moderator talk, <laughs> the, the better man. But off air, honestly, you want to hear some of the stuff he says. I'm, I'm lovely, and I think more to the point, you mentioned ego. Now, I'm no, not going to... <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to bother myself with such a comment. Just to see what I did there. Anyway. Um, also with us today <laughs> is uh, is Matt Packham. Hi, Matt. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. 
Yeah, you're sounding a lot less excited than you were. Yeah, than you were during the game uh, at the weekend. All I've really got to uh, talk to your good self about, though, um, before we... I mean, obviously, we hear your clip later on where you were very excitable. But, um, I mean, mainly, I suppose it's your height, isn't it? You're you're a bit tall there, aren't you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, well. Well. So. Only six foot four. Is it only six foot? You actually did seem a lot taller. As, as, as I said to you, I've got a mate who's six foot nine, and... Uh, you know, you, I was I was still cra- creaking my neck. It was a bit of a surprise. You don't sound a tall man, I have to say. That's the point I wanted to make. You, radio oh, is, is misleading. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, you know, I've, you probably get that all the time, but I thought I'd share with the listeners that you're a, you know, you're a tall chap. Not that That's I'm sure. All right, cheers, buddy. And also with us, oh, we, I just don't even know how to introduce him these days. I'm not going to mention anything to do with the pub or his gambling. I'm just going to welcome Mark to the table. Hello, Mark. Evening, Chris. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> Evening to now you, you HOL had, listeners. You had a um, ignore him. You had a similar comment regarding the uh, the Homesdale Awards this week. Now, what I did notice was that um, I mean, you often struggle with the technical side of this show. Would you say you know some problems? <laughs> some problems with computers. <laughs> Yet you managed Quite to work the computer well enough to highlight in bold the words "biggest bum," didn't you? To describe me, poster with the big. Did you do that? Uh, guilty. Yes, I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but the truth hurts, mate, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah. No, I'm sorry to spoil. It. I'm sorry to spoil it for you. We won't be having yeah, those. I am. I am PC illiterate. You're right, and I do yeah. need a lot of help. Well, it's good that you found the <laughs> skills to insult me. Thanks very much for that, mate. I managed, I managed to log on today. Tonight. You did, it's and we're successful. <laughs> we're all very impressed. Okay, mate. Thank you very much for that. We've probably wasted enough time talking to you, idiots. Thanks. Um, <laughs> okay, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go back to the Doncaster game. Now, obviously, that game was one-one, and uh, there's sort of mixed feelings on the boards. I'd say a lot of people thought it was a missed opportunity. Uh, we're going to. Get the, the sort of montage of the key moments from that, and then when we're back, we'll be talking to Matt Packham, who attended that game, about what his thoughts on the match were. <laughs> Two teams directly above the championship relegation zone meet head-to-head at the Keepmoke Stadium this afternoon. Doncaster without a win in eight games, two points above Palace, who themselves sit just three above the drop zone. It's Coppinger. Let's see how space in which to work. Threat it through for O'Connor, who's well forward here. Gardner with a touch and then away by Zaha. Panic stations in the penalty area for Crystal Palace. O'Connor had done really well here. Spironi with a save and then a combination of Gardner and Zaha off the line. Doncaster come again. Strong run this by Jason Yule. Couldn't quite find the angle for the shots. But it's all Doncaster in the early stages. Haven't won in the last eight games. Rivers with the corner. Well met. It's straight though at Spironi. Good job that it was from Crystal Palace's point of view because there was plenty of power on the header. And Booyah. Just wants to get away from Ambrose. Simon Gillette. Jason Yule here battling for it. Tries to turn and does turn but can't quite squeeze the shot in. Well they're playing some decent stuff Doncaster now. Finding a bit of confidence. It's the Palisade, remember, with just one away win all season. 
Eagles themselves have just one win in the last six games. Back in danger after their defeat to Scunthorpe last time out and in danger here. It's a spectacular effort which brings another save from Spironi from Jason York. Looks like Doncaster's attacking threat this afternoon is coming through the veteran forward. Surrounded there though but still got a shot away. Haven't offered too much going forward today, but this could be a chance. Here's Pablo Canago, who's forced wide, holds it up whilst he waits for support to arrive. And the support was there in the middle. Gary Woods with the save, though, to deny Darren Ambrose, who timed his run really well. And despite the master exodus Doncaster defence, Ambrose had found space. And would perhaps feel he should have done better with the header. Perhaps missing James Vaughan today, denied his 100th club career appearance, a bit of injury. There's Neil Dans holding this one up, Stefan Everson the substitute. And still, Dans has continued his run off the post. Well, that is by far the closest that Palace have come. Well-worked move between Everson and Dans, who must have thought he'd scored here. Goalkeeper got a glove on it. Dans. It's the Eagles finishing the stronger. This is Nathaniel Klein. It's a good run. He looks for support in the middle. And it's over the top from Stefan Everson. And what a chance. His reaction tells you that. All over at the keep mode then. A point of piece edges. Both sides a little closer to safety. But not quite what either were looking for. Nil-nil it finishes. on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net Hi, welcome back. I don't know about you but I was certainly singing along to the end of that. Um, okay, look, we're going to talk to, to Matt about that match. Um, clearly everything was alright but um, I suppose the first sort of question really, Matt, was was in terms of performance, I know I've spoken to you previously and you, were, you weren't massively impressed but who uh, did anyone stand out for Palace on the day? Um, yeah, we had a few outstanding players, and I thought the one that shined for me was Gardner. Um, he played really well. I mean, he stopped a few clear-cut chances, and he seemed, he seemed to uh, 
stick with the players when uh, you know they were getting their goal. He marked up well, mm. tackled well, and he passed well as well. But um, apart from that, well, I think Zaha had a okay game, one of his yeah. better ones. But um, apart from that, I wouldn't say anyone was outstanding. No. Okay. okay. Tactics-wise, do you think Dougie chose to do the right thing? Obviously, we played four-five-one with Kenyago lone striker. Do you think that was the correct thing to do? Um, no, I would have had Everson <laughs> ahead of Kenyago. <laughs> um, partly because I think Everson, as much as we don't realise it, I think he does work harder than Kenyago, and I think he can hold it up better when he's up on, up front on by himself. Um, yeah. It showed in the game because when Everson did come on, it was. You know, we could actually hit the target man and he would hold it up and put Dan's in, etc, etc. Hmm. Okay, Mark, you were supposed to come straight with your question there. You're doing well. Um, oh, I, was, I, was, I was deep in the tactical... Uh, you sure? You sure you weren't watching, you weren't no, watching the Barcelona match? No? Right, okay. No, I thought Pepe get sent off. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Your question? No, 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 I was just, uh, well, really, it uh, sort of uh, carries on really from the tactical question, really. Uh, you know, Doogie Freeman and uh, I suppose his substitutions, which were primarily just, well, there were two, but obviously one in the last minute. But he brought uh, Everson on about 68, 69th minute, something like that, for Canago. Do you think, uh, Matt, he should have come on earlier? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I thought Canago looked tired after the first half. Um, and I just think that he wasn't working with him up there by himself. I think he needs someone up front with him, Pinago. Um, quite frankly, because I don't think he's a target man, whereas Everson is. And when Everson came on, like I've said, uh, the game changed for Palace, and we were, you know, we had a lot more chances. Yeah, but Kanago, he just looks like he's labouring from the moment first whistle goes, doesn't he? Something just about his whole demeanour, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, his body language wasn't great on the day. Either. No. But if I was getting his pay packet, I think I'd make it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> I thought you did, Mark. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's a fair, fair point on Kinyago. I mean, I know it, a lot of Ipswich fans have, uh, have said that that's just just the way he appears. But I think um, I think certainly at this club to, to fit in, you you really need a, a work ethic that's pretty clear and obvious. But um, all right, well, moving on from that, I mean, clearly the the highlight of the day, uh, Matt, was that the, the atmosphere with the fans really. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, obviously we heard a clip. Um, um, got any more details on that for us? Yeah, uh, the day was really good, actually. I mean, what we took, 1,500 up there, so we sold our allocation. That's and awesome. um, I think, you know, everyone was in the ground at least half an hour before, and uh, we were just singing from the word go. And there wasn't one point that, you know, no one was, everyone was on their feet singing the whole game. It was really good. And then obviously you heard us at the end. Now, did that song just sort of come out of nowhere and just sort of grow? Because it was obviously, when you see the the clip we we took uh, the audio from, you know, there's a significant number of people all singing it straight away, and it was obviously back for the Leeds game. Is it just a spontaneous thing? Never heard it before myself at at the ground. Um, It was all coming from the Homestyle Fanatics. They wrote it, I believe, in the week before Doncaster, and they were in there nice and early, and they were singing it, but everyone at first thought, what's going on uh, no one knew what it actually was but mm. then everyone picked it up and it was going on for ages actually oh excellent oh, really nice. good cheers Ben okay sorry, sorry. <laughs> Ben stop watching the game no, there was an injury so I have to concentrate on that 
Right, okay, we've mentioned... Oh, you've, you've got an injury. It's unbelievable. <laughs> You're on the radio! On the radio! God's oh, sake. Radio okay. We've mentioned <laughs> Gardner and Zaha as players who kind of stood out, but who do you think was our best player? Who was the Palace man of the match? Um, either Gardner or Dan. Sorry, I didn't forget to mention him. Um, he worked seriously hard at Doncaster. And does every game. Every, does every game, doesn't he? One of our hardest Yeah, players. he does, but Doncaster, he did stand out because everyone else was pretty rubbish. Um, <laughs> but no, I'd probably stick with Gardner because I look like him and yeah, Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, you, know, you look like him. <laughs> well, That's okay, what I thought you said. There are some similarities, but, but there are some key differences as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Go on. <laughs> I'm still laughing at it. Anyway, no, obviously, uh, I was just going to ask you about the overall, your your opinion, Matt, on the match day experience, but I suppose you've summed that up really quite well with the comment on the atmosphere there. What I was going to ask you about was the uh, support from Palace was obviously magnificent, as it always is away from home, especially this season. 1,500-plus fans there. Donny gave away 8,000 free tickets. Now, not I'm not a mathematician, but... There's a crowd of 14,000 there. So I reckon that was about 4,500 paying Donny fans. Is that like fair comment? That is a pretty poor showing. Or is that just uh, what you expect when you go up that way, South Yorkshire? Um, well, put it this way. When we turned up, I think everything on the day that they were given out was free. I think everyone got a free flag. Um, but the atmosphere was still shocking from their fans. Um, I, I, heard, I heard it, it cost the uh, owners or whatever something like a hundred grand to give away that much uh, hospitality. Yeah. And Most uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell who the free tickets were given to, though. Ah, uh, yeah, you get a certain what, type babe, of fan, babe, babes in arms, were they or something? <laughs> yeah, fourteen-year-old kids putting the fingers up to you the whole ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, you know, at least you showed them how to support the club properly. So, you know, I mean, we're showing a lot of clubs this year, I think. Got a lot to be proud of on that side. OK, look, we'll leave the, the Doncaster game there. Obviously, pe- people were uh, slightly down after that game. Felt that probably looking at the fixtures, it was the, the sort of best chance we had of picking up a match needed three points, I think the, the overall theory was. So um, with that in mind, we moved to, to looking at what happened on on Monday against Leeds. Now... I'm sure, I'm sure most of you are more than aware of how that went. But uh, what we've got, just to sum up, is uh, a press conference, uh, which is just a couple of minutes of, of how of some of the key points Dougie said. And if you haven't heard it, there, uh, Dougie's press conference was actually very, very honest in the full sort of eight-minute version. He did talk quite a lot about uh, what his plans for the future were. I thought it was very useful if you've got a Palace player. Do go back and listen to that. But we'll, we'll play through with that. But we've also got... Uh, the first part of our Leeds diary, and that will that will cover pre-match interviews with a lot of uh, people you'll be familiar with uh, down the White Horse, including Mark. And uh, <laughs> I mean that will then take us right uh, up to uh, some few words at halftime. Um, plus, you'll get the last sort of 30 seconds or so where I recorded uh, when we were well deep into injury time and the point where the final whistle went and the mad celebrations. So I hope you enjoy that. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Leeds game. 
mathematically we can it can still be a turn against us. But the most the biggest thing I was proud of is the the spirit and the commitment from the players. So you know we've got a couple of games to go to see if we can uh, finish as high as possible. And that was always the aim. You know I told the lads that. Unfortunately for them, you know, the first part of the season wasn't too good. Through confidence, uh, they, they weren't getting the results, but you can, you can see that slowly breeding into them because they're, they're better in this position we're in. They want to finish as high as possible, so not complete until they finishes until I get the players finishing at high. Yeah, good start, but you know, I thought that throughout the match, you know, we defended very well. And, I, and the last time I read the old textbooks, as it says that you defend, you defend for your lives, and you attack, and you get a goal, and you win matches, and that's what we build our success on. You know, I thought great defensive display today. You know, if anybody wants to watch a video about put your life on the line or whatever, defend for your life. That phrase, then and, and get a video because that's what I think the lads done. You know, it was a, it was a situation where it could have changed people's lives in, t in terms of division they're playing and they defended for their lives and, that, and full credit to them. There's no achievement in coming in fourth, fifth in the bottom of the league at this club. You know, I feel that you know we have in the dressing room. You know, we we showed that. When we play the Cardiffs and Leeds and, and Norwich and that, who are at the top of the league, we can handle. You can handle the games, you know. So it's not, it's not achievement, you know, being where we are. It's just a little sort of situation we found ourselves around about Christmas time, getting out of that, and then you know, finish the season the highway. Hopefully, like two wins, and, and then we move on and, and re reassess it from the next season. Well, that yes, the result would, but I also feel. And I would be disappointed if players uh, felt that the week to week, Monday to Friday, wasn't interesting as well. You know, I, 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 I kind of played that way, and I just feel that if your Monday to Friday is right, your preparation is right, and you do things right, then players will want to play for the club and for, for the staff on a Saturday. And, uh, and hopefully that result, of course it does, because it means, of course it gives them a great chance to be in this division, but it also, you know, the players day in, day out, looking after them. And if they want to get better, then they'll stay. And, and, and that's the kind of thing I'd like them to sort of turn around. We want to get better, that's why we'll stay. To beat Leeds. Right, hello. We are in the White Horse Public House Garden. It's utter chaos. It's packed full of idiots. I, I don't even know why we're here. But we're going to uh, we're going to do a quick pre-game interview of everyone. But I'm uh, I'm also joined by Ben, and Ben's going to give us his thoughts on the game. No, Ben. Hello. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a very difficult game to predict. We could win five. No, we could lose five. No, we're so unpredictable. If we play like we did against Gunthorpe, I think we will lose. I think we'll lose big time. Uh, play like we did in some of the other games we played this season at home. I think we can win. If we get the first goal, I think we'll win it 3-0. If we don't get the first goal, I think we'll lose 3-0. There you go. That is my score prediction. So thanks for covering all bases there, Ben. Do you think we might draw it as well? Uh, I think it could be 0-0, one all, or 2 all as well, yeah. All right. Are there any other scores you'd like to predict? Uh, yeah, 3-1, 2-1, 1-0, and 5-3. Uh, thanks for that. I think Ben's covered most of that there. But for what it's worth, my own particular opinion is uh, I'm hoping we're going to do what we did against Cardiff uh, and beat the better team 1-0. But I can honestly see us uh, struggling today. But um, I'm going to go to Mark now for his pearls of wisdom. Mark! Hi there, Chris. Um, well, I'm pretty confident, actually. Uh, I think uh, that today, unlike uh, the Scunthorpe game, if we come out of the traps, uh, 
fast today and like Ben said we can get the first goal I think we can at least get a draw out of today I think the key is uh, closing down Max Gradle today I think uh, he's he's their, da the mo their danger man he's going to create a lot he scores a lot of goals I think uh, that if uh, whoever it is Klein or Moxie can do a job on him I think we can nullify their attack and uh, I'll be happy with a point I'll be over the moon with a win uh, but I, I, I'm confident we can get something out of this game and uh, uh, I hope to be uh, uh, talking to you in a couple of hours time with uh, some points on the board yeah well you know I'll go home if we lose so yeah if we get any post-match knowing on the crystals are here after the game so no, we'll, we, be we'll be here post-match reaction ok I'm going to go to Vanessa next excuse <coughs> me have a bit of a cough now Vanessa's been looking forward to doing this all day she's been hassling me interview me now interview me now well we're going to get we're going to get some words from Vanessa now so can you give us some thoughts on how you think the game is going to go and what you think the score will be uh, I think the score will be 1-1 one, one to Palace I'm not saying anymore because I was so nervous about the game oh man that's good at least I spoke yeah she spoke that's progress won't be able to shut her up soon ok and uh, Steve's just sparking a cigarette King Vagabond and uh, just going to get his thoughts and see if he's going to go for 4-0 again Steve well it's blatantly going to be 4-0 <laughs> I'm not saying we side nah we'll be 4-0 Palace win obviously yeah. um, I think we're going to come out a lot more positive today than we did against Gunthorpe against Donny and against pretty much every other team this season need to come out need to uh, need to look for a win we need it and I think we need it more than Leeds do so it just means if we get the early goal I think we'll, we'll do them more positivity now I don't want to draw attention to the fact that every time I've done one of these we've, end we've ended up losing the game 2-1 but um, so I mean I'm going to I'm going to go negative I'm going to say we're definitely going to be losing 2-1 and she's just hold on one second well Oh, Paul's back. Uh, okay, quick. Come in, quick, my chopper. My chopper. Yeah. Oh, I'm coming to roll. In fact, no, it's the Merc today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's only the Merc. Yeah, we're going to... Roller's in the car. Come in the roller. We're going to the roller and hole in the roller in the hole. Oh, right. Roller in hole. Yeah. To hole. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to get some... I've never seen Whoa. a roller in hole. I don't think they even know what one is. <laughs> oh, maybe I better take the Merc then, because it might be a bit flashy then. That's true. We're just going to get some pre-game thoughts from Paul. Paul, how do you see it going today? I think we're going to get hammered. 3-0, they're going to kill us. I think that's probably fair, but I like the fact we've got negativity. It means we might change something. So, uh, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of their danger men, do you know any of them? Uh, yeah, 11 of them. <laughs> I think that's more than fair. Okay, cheers, buddy. Thanks for that. Um, and D-Boy. Hey, hey, Dave. Now, Dave is a little excitable today, but we're just going to get a quick get a quick chat with him and see how he gets on. Uh, how do you see the game going? One but I've got a bigger concern. What's that? Girls in Palace kits ain't been updated lately. <laughs> Honestly, Kells, Bells and Yorkie just with scarves on. <laughs> well, you heard it. Kells, Bells and Yorkie, only scarves. Well, I, I've got a question. Uh, Chris, I've got a question for Kells, Bells. Does he have a vajazzle? <laughs> Kells, do you have a vajazzle? I think we'll have to get into that a bit later on. Okay, we're back. A couple more quick interviews. We have Alex, who posts as Iron Man. I'm just going to get his uh, thoughts on the game. Alex! <laughs> um, well, it's obviously very tense. Massive game today. Um, I think, I'll take my palace hat off. I think, um, I think we could, we'd be happy with a draw, but I'd love to see the win. A, a scrape of 1-0 or a 2-1. Okay. A lot depends on if 
So <laughs> if Becchio's playing, I reckon we're going to struggle, but if yeah. not, then... Well, he's potentially injured, but I think he'll probably surprise us off the bench or something like that. Ben said he's going to get involved while he's eating a chicken burger. What were you, what were you going to say, Ben? Um, hello. Um, this, it's a nice chicken burger, and I'm looking forward to seeing the crystals at five o'clock. <laughs> That's nice. Thanks for that contribution. And Ben's dad is also going to speak to us. Hello, Ben's dad. How do you feel things go, the game is going to go? Well, I, I agree with Alex. Um, well done, Alex. <laughs> Good report, owner. I think, uh, I think Leeds will definitely score. I think Palace need to get a couple of goals. I think 2-1 Palace. Uh, optimistically, but they need to raise their game. Absolutely. I watched the Scunthorpe game last week and they were dreadful. So they need to pick it up a bit. I think that's a very fair comment. I think we've got to, we've got to improve. Mark's beckoning. He wants to speak, unsurprisingly. Mark? Right, I just wanted to ask Ben's dad, sorry, what's your name? Mark. Great name, great name, <laughs> fantastic name. I just wanted to who he thought were the key players today for Palace and for Leeds. Well, I think that's what they lacked last week, characters, you know, big characters. Uh, I think Ambrose has, has got to be bigger than he was last week. And, uh, and, and Neil Downs is playing, isn't he? I would have thought yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Downs has got to be a big player. There's, yeah, no, um, what's the back here? The captain, the uh, captain. McCarthy's got to be, he's got to be yeah. big, you know. Need characters right through that middle of the middle of the park, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's fair comment. I think a lot of our uh, key players have gone missing at vital times. Not intentionally, it's just the way the game goes sometimes. Um, and Mark, are you hoping to see uh, David Wright back in the team today? <laughs> Well, the way we, we set up home and away, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Right is in the team. So, are uh, you happy? Um, well, uh, I'm, uh, I, don't, I need to go to the loo. <laughs> okay, that's great. We'll pick it up again in a bit. We have the legend that is Alan Eagle One. You'll know and love him for his frank discussions about tactics. And uh, <laughs> just going to get some free, a few pre-game thoughts from Alan. How do you see it going today? <clears throat> Hambo, let me uh, first of all say uh, you're a really good Palace supporter. And what you've been doing with the uh, tickets is amazing. And the guy that owes you the 72 <laughs> quid should pay up, yeah, or, should pay uh, up yeah. or, or we're going to get out and get him. Yeah. And, uh, uh, six thousand Leeds fans are going to get him. <laughs> and I have a, a lot of respect for you for what you're doing. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm a wee bit disappointed at that team selection because, yeah, uh, as, as most of you know, I don't think David Wright is a very good defensive midfielder. <laughs> And now that I've seen the team and he has been selected to play, yeah, yeah. I cannot see that we can win today yeah. because basically it's, it's Leeds against 10. But ho <laughs> ho hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong and, uh, and Dave does me proud. I met him the other day and he's a lovely lad, but as a defensive midfielder, I don't think he, he is one. But as I just said, I hope I'm wrong, yeah. and I hope Palace win, and uh, good luck to the lads today, and I hope we uh, we get the three points and we stay up. Lovely. All right, cheers, Hamo. No, no, thank you. Just one last thing. Did you tell David you didn't rate him as a defensive midfielder? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, so, um, what does that make you then? Actually, um, actually, uh, I, I was really... Uh, Did you have uh, your picture uh, taken with him? <laughs> and your arm around him at the time? Oh. Uh, actually, I must 
must admit, yeah, I was I was very two-faced, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I stood fight? with him, and the the lad is a lovely lad, yeah. and uh, at, at one time he might have been a right back, but in the 70s, he, cer <laughs> he certainly isn't a defensive midfielder, but he's a lovely lad, and. Uh, I hope he does the business today and we win or get a point, uh, but um, my own opinion, I don't think he is and I cannot see us winning today because we're only playing 10 players against 11. Right, we're, we're back again and we're just going to get a little bit of balance to get uh, an interview from a Leeds fan. Now his accent's very strong, very Yorkshire, so um, <laughs> uh, I think, no, that is Geordie, yeah. But we're just going to get some views on how he sees the... Oh, sorry, what's your name? Dave. Dave, we're going to get some views on how Dave sees the game going and how, how much he reckons Palace will be winning this game by. How, what, what are you thinking, Dave? 6-0 uh, to Palace, I hope. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am Palace through and through. Yeah, that's it. And so, um, which, which part of Leeds are you from? Uh, Red Hill. <laughs> Red, Red Hill News. We've got one of those here. Yeah, we've got one of those in, in Surrey. I've, yeah, I've got some friends there. Yeah. All right, nice one. And uh, have you got any particularly favourite Leeds players? Billy Brebner was my favourite, of course. <laughs> oh, I think he's playing today, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's centre midfield. Small ginger lad. Yeah, yeah, excellent stuff. Scottish, Scottish guy. We'll look out for Bremner. It's Billy Bremner, is it? Billy, yes. Right. Billy Bremner. I think he's a new lad, so look out for him. I think, uh, and, uh, and uh, Lee Chapman? Is Lee Chapman playing? No, oh, no, he's married to Leslie Ash still. I know. <laughs> Lee Chapman's married to Leslie Ash, so won't be playing. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, set your season. Have you, you happy with it so far? I think so, yeah. Where are we? <laughs> I think we're seven. Oh, no, we're seven. That's about it. Edge of the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, if, if, if the game goes badly for Palace, will you be here after the game? We'll definitely come in here after <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'll <laughs> excellent. Say that, say that yeah. Ben's got the phone number of the strippers, Ben Knight. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Right, it's half time, the Palace are winning 1-0. Everyone's happy and smiling, just ready for that 45 minutes of pain and misery. With me are Aston Furhad and Matt Packham. Uh, just going to get their views on how they thought the first half went. Matt. Hello lads. Yeah, we're absolutely buzzing here at half time, all in the homestead, everyone's on their feet singing. Mate, it's in the bag, promise. <laughs> in the bag. Furhad, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. A uh, bit nervous, but I reckon we can do it. Amazing first half. The home style was rocking. Come on, Palace, we can win this. Ashton, you're probably a bit downbeat as you normally are. How, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pissed off, to be fair. I mean, only 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, what do you think about the second half? Do you think we're going to hold on for the win or, or get any more? I've got my positive hat on, and I think it'll be that 5-0 that I'm looking for again, Hambo. <laughs> 5-0, okay, that's brilliant. Chris Hamlin's hammered. <laughs> I'm not, I'm mildly drunk. It's too difficult to get a drink. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll have some post-match reaction later. Bye now.
want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. Hi, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to that. There's plenty more of it later on, uh, which we will be ending the show with. That's all the post-match drunken reaction from the White Horse. Uh, like I say, a lot of fun to record, and uh, you should enjoy listening to it at the end. Um, okay, well, that's, that was the Leeds game in a nutshell. Quite a long 13-minute nutshell, but it was. And uh, really, just want to go around the guys and sort of get some overall feelings now the, the dust has settled and... You know, obviously, we all think we're safe. But, I mean, my, my opinion is that uh, things have got to go pretty spectacularly wrong. And as much as you kind of like to say it's that it's the sort of Palace way to to sort of lurch into an unexpected crisis, and a lot of people have mentioned Oldham, I think I think that display sums sums the improvements up we've made under Dougie about resilience and about getting a result. Um, it might not be pretty to watch at times. But, I mean, I, I would say certainly the first 45 minutes we did enough to, to deserve winning the game and, and defended extremely well. Um, I think I'll go to, to you first, Ben, and, and get your reaction. Mm, that's got to be the biggest win of the season, I'd say. It's that we fought well for it. You know, to go probably 96 minutes without conceding is it's unfathomable, really. We, it's something we've never done before. Um, so, yeah, fantastic mm. performance. A lot of heart was shown, a lot of character, like my dad was saying on the on the diary. <laughs> um, yeah, just a fantastic all-round performance, um, and hopefully that is enough to keep us up, and I think it will be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Matt, we heard you uh, during that diary as well. We were very excitable, and mm-hmm. some might say a little too excitable. But um, <laughs> I mean, really, what's what's your overall feeling now? Like I say, now the dust has settled. Oh, I'm really happy, mate. That means I can uh, go to Hull and have a party. <laughs> <laughs> I think. No, I was just Maybe. trying to look at the odds for uh, us to go up next year, actually. Um, that's pretty <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> extremely ambitious, but, you know, I'm actually still looking Doable. at the odds and us getting relegated. What did you say? Doable. Ben? Doable. I thought you said Liverpool. That wouldn't have made any sense. No. Okay, Mark, it's, <laughs> it's you last before I say anything else strange. Um... <laughs> what, what do you no, reckon now, uh, mate? No, you, again, I can only uh, echo what everybody else has said. Really, mm. I mean, everybody's covered it, it. Really, I was ecstatic by you know by the <laughs> result. It wasn't it wasn't a great game, obviously, but it was uh, the result that counted. The atmosphere was absolutely incredible, and uh, you know, it was it was. Yeah. I think Doogie did well tactically as well. Yeah. I think, uh, and that's, considering that's we had to play for ninety eight minutes, it was. Yeah, no, no, that's a very good point. It's a long match. <laughs> I started recording the um, the injury time to try and get uh, the sort of last thirty seconds, which we ended up hearing there. But that actual clip I recorded four minutes because it went on that much longer. But um, I was actually going to ask you about about the tactics. I mean, it's it's an often debated point, and um, we we saw it in action today, and, and we've kind of had two games where we see the opposite ends of of what that means. And you've seen the the Doncaster game, which everyone believed we we should go out and go all out to win and where we felt that the tactics perhaps held us back uh, although we did get a point and then you've had the Leeds game which a lot of people let's face it didn't think we'd get anything from uh, and w- we were kind of hoping for a point and we've seen us get you know an invaluable three points that can save our season so I mean <laughs> I know it's probably hard to sum up in uh, in the time we've generally got but but so what are your thoughts on, on Dougie's tactics on, on that score do you think it's a means to an end 
No, um, I think he is obviously, you know, he's under a lot of pressure and he's got to play a team to get a result ultimately. I mean, he changed it around quite a bit for Donny. I think most people were surprised by his starting 11. Mm. And then obviously for the Leeds game, uh, he played two up front and he brought back right. And uh, a lot of people were surprised by that. And uh, <laughs> Vaughan didn't start. And again, that was another surprise. But uh, I think, um, you know, I think it, it, you know, under the circumstances, under the pressure he's on, on under from everybody and yeah. the expectations, um, it was great to go back to the pub with a win. <laughs> it wasn't it. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, uh, yeah it was. It was. Uh, it wasn't a, a a brilliant game in terms of quality. I thought Leeds were quite poor, to be honest. I think we turned up, they didn't, which is a bit of uh, kind of the reverse of the Scumfork game. And uh, yeah. and we got a result. And and the most. Uh, and I think it was commented on a, in a diary by a few people that uh, we needed to score first, score early, and we did. And I think that sucked the life out of the 6,000 Leeds fans. And we didn't really hear a peep out of them for 96 mm. minutes. So, um, uh, yeah, it was a great day. I can't, you know, uh, I, I, I take my hat off to Doogie. You know, I did I did think that on occasions he, um, uh, I did question some of his tactics. And yeah, I think decision making, but, but he's done the business as far as I'm concerned. So, okay, mate. Uh, you know, quality Matt. stuff. That's great, thanks for that. And Ben, you wanted to chip in with something there? Yeah, just one thing I said a couple of weeks ago before the Donny game was four points in the next two games will keep us up and we've got four points in the next two games so I do think that's it for the season now. One there's more point. Yeah. We'll there's a medal on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was a good call and I think, again, we again before that game we were perhaps panicking looking at all the other teams but um, I can hear someone typing. But um, <laughs> I'll... Um, yeah, but basically, I think that the um, sort of the panic kind of sets in because you you see certainly Preston were putting together a run, but when you actually sort of get back to reality, shall we say, you kind of um, you can kind of see it's a big ask for any of those teams down the bottom who to actually, you know, to actually put together a run that would would catch us up even before the Leeds win. But I think to get it out of the way now, we always we all talked about it being the last day of the season yet again. You know, it's the Palace way and all that. To get ourselves in this position now, admittedly we need a point or we need one of the one of Sheffield United or Scunthorpe to not get a result. Sorry, both of them. Not to not get a result, to be fair. But, I mean, that's what we need, technically. But I think, I hate to say it, and especially with all the anger going on on the boards about it, but I, but we're safe, you know. I think we're safe. Uh, do, you know, uh, do you think, um, though, after the Donny game, I was hmm. kind of disappointed because I was looking ahead and at the time... I was thinking this is the best chance to get three points because we got to play the sixth team, the seventh team, and the eighth team in the in the league. Yeah, and yeah I was yeah. struggling to see where we were going to get a win from, and of course that point on reflection, you know, looking back, as you said yourself, was actually a good point because uh, only Sheffield United out of the teams around us actually got three points. That's right. On 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 Good Friday, and um, and obviously by winning against Leeds. That eased the pressure big time. Yeah, and, I mean, I... four out of six points, uh, and we drew on the road the previous week, didn't we? So yeah, but I think it's. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's important not to not to really get too much at the people who were thinking a bit negatively after Doncaster because you can understand it. I would have said, you know, out of the three games left, Doncaster was the one we had to go and win. I, you know, I, I think everyone would have said yeah, that. I think, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's what everyone was thinking. That's the best chance of getting three points. But, I mean, again, with one and and it was a bit doom and gloom. Yeah. But in the end. It was a it was a key point. I think um, to do to do a bit of a Ben and point out what I said in the diary as well. Uh, I did say I, I would really was really hoping that we'd uh, we'd do what we did to Cardiff, and I think that's exactly how it panned out. Cardiff are a better team than us, so I'll say that now. They they are a better side than us, but we um, <laughs> we made it pretty clear uh, that we we weren't there to be turned over, and we did exactly the same attitude against Leeds. And yes, it is frustrating we couldn't do that against Scunthorpe. And, and it's really, amazing. Uh, it's I mean it's part of supporting Palace, but I was absolutely distraught after that result against Scunthorpe and the performance mm. and the effort that was put in by the players just was sadly lacking and uh, I have to say the turnaround in nine days is quite incredible uh, yeah. with just a little, a few changes, minor changes here and there but basically talking about the same squad of players just uh, Doogie tinkering it with it a little bit and uh, you know it's just it's, it's like two different teams from other planets <laughs> Coming out on different days, it's just something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. That's why we love Palace. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's all part of the experience. You don't get it anywhere else, really. It's um, it's unbelievable at times. But anyway, um, I think what we'll do uh, is we're going to go to a couple of your emails now. Uh, that's the listeners, not your emails, Mark. That'd be ridiculous. And um, <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how to write emails. No, you don't. No, you just. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think Mr. Packham has the first one if you want to go for it mate yep I've got one here from Kevin Gunn and he's written I work nights so just had to drop a line to say well done to all the fans who came down from the Leeds and also to all the Palace fans for such an electric atmosphere towards the end I was nearly in tears when we were all chanting uh, was belted out near the end uh, and it just got louder until the fans were filled with the emotion I recall this song being belted out in our third division days when I was always at the top of the old Holmesdale Terrace. So the song sent sent goosebumps all over me. Perhaps it was because 
it was such an important three points. I'm looking forward to the whole game now, not spreading it. Anyway, keep up the great work, Homestale Radio, and please send regards to all those who know the Barcelona-based fan. Ah, oh, Barcelona-based fan. All right, good stuff. Well, that's more of a more of a shout out. But I think the point um, we we kind of missed with the um, with the Leeds review that sort of brought up by that was I've I've re- read quite a few people talk about um, talk about how that atmosphere was comparable to anything they've ever heard. Some people saying going back thirty, forty years of supporting Palace, uh, being in the Homesdale, getting those goosebumps that, that Kevin's talked about there. That that atmosphere. Uh, the, the sheer volume they've got up at times. I mean, you know, I think we all, we're all there. We all felt it as well. Um, we know we've talked about how much our support has has been something to be proud of, but I think we did did see another level at Leeds. Would um, anyone else got any more comment on that? Really? No, I think I think you're absolutely right because we we have got great fans when we go away, and we always seem to outsing the home oppo and then uh we're able to seem seem to be able to hold our own at home and uh considering there were six thousand mm. Leeds fans there, I thought uh as you say the atmosphere was tremendous. Yeah. And the um the, the chant he was referring to in that was uh the I think it's the Hey Jude chant basically but with uh with Palace at the end. I'm not gonna sing it as uh, Matt avoided doing so as well. But um Basically, yeah, I think that was that was a moment as well that you know Hairs stand on the, uh, well back in it go up with the goosebumps. It was amazing the the volume. It did get it sort of got repeated and repeated and repeated. It was an absolutely magical moment, and uh, I think that's got to have helped the help the players actually get us through that one. And talking uh, the, about players, their reaction after the final whistle. Yeah, was, yeah. I mean, that's see what it meant to them, and 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 that's important when you're a fan when you see yeah, it's players just really. really care. It's really all we want as supporters is to see that the the players care. I think. I mean, a lot a lot said. You know, certainly on message boards, people over analysing it, like we're <laughs> much like we're doing now. But um, but basically, you you know, at the end of the day, if, if you lose a football match and the players care as much as the fans, then the fans can cope with that. You know, uh, more than they can when they just, you know, you get the whole thing of money thrown at them and say so you get they're getting all this money and they just don't care and that was even said after the Scunthorpe game and I thought that was probably a little unfair. Um, all right, well, well we'll move on to the next one and that's Ben's. Yep, it's from David Smith. He says good luck with the show tonight. We're moving back to a new apartment tomorrow morning, but hopefully catch some of the show before bed. Bearing in mind we're an hour ahead of you and the removal men are coming at eight. Nominations for the Hull Awards are going very well. Lots of nominations received today. And no doubt plenty more to come. Keep the nominations coming in. And we should have a very good top three in each category for you to choose from next week. Any moans about how the awards work, please PM me. But no complicated questions about whether we're first past the post, AVPR or whatever. Can't handle that tonight. All the best. <laughs> That's from Slovenia Dave. And, um, yeah, if you haven't uh, you haven't voted in the Homestyle Awards, I was going to bring that up later on. But um, they're obviously they are they are fun. They are supposed to be amusing. And you can really lay into each other on that thread as people have been doing to me ben and mark um but yeah do get your uh, your <laughs> nominations in as soon as you can because uh, we want to we want to basically host the ceremony on the on the radio show we think it'll be a, a good laugh to get the winners on to speak so you know it should be a bit of fun for you see not everyone will come on but but i think you'll uh, think we'll find it an enjoyable thing okay uh, mark you have an email to read out have you seen it yet because we know no. you're like with technology no. <sighs> do you know how much I hate you? Uh, it's a lot. It's really a lot. I'm just what I'm going to do. 
Yeah, what I'm going to do, because I know where, exactly where you're looking, it's from Nick Gusset. Oh. Old, okay, uh, and uh, and it's there. Can you see it now? Mm. Oh, I Is hate it start evening all. It, it, it <laughs> does start evening all. Yay, Mark's found it. Okay, go for it, mate. So Nick's asking, uh, now it seems we are safe. What teams do you want relegated from the Premiership for us to play next season? Okay, well, we'll start with that one. I will give my three teams and we'll go round. I will say West Ham, Wigan and Blackpool. Ben? Okay. Anyone else going to chip me, in, Ben? Yeah, for me personally, one team that I do really want to go down is Wolves. Uh, first and foremost, because I've got lots of money on it. If they do go down, then I'll, <laughs> I'm quids in. I thought um, I was a gambler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if West Ham if West Ham go down, that would be a good derby for us to play in. Yeah. Um, and Blackpool as well, just so we can show them that we're better at seeing Glad all over. Yes, that's exactly my reason. Sorry, Matt, it's yours, mate. You go for it. Yeah, I'm going to go West Ham, obviously because of the derby. Um, Blackpool, because you'll probably make a good weekend of it. And Blackburn, because <laughs> they're boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Nick's also, uh, also asks... Uh, About your three, Mark. Sorry? My what three. Yeah. What, what, I, what I think will happen, or what, who I'd like to go down, well... What has he asked? Do I you think, want what you'd like? Yeah, um, I'd like uh, Hammers to go down, because I'd like a London derby, because it looks like QPR are obviously going to go up, so that's one yeah. derby we'll lose and one we'll gain. Um, I can't stand Wigan, it's a shite place to go, and uh, I hope they stay up, <laughs> <laughs> for a bit selfish reasons. Um, yeah, uh, but I think uh, I think probably Wolves, West Ham, and one of Wigan or Blackpool. It's difficult. Okay, mate. I don't know. Uh, um, Nick wants to also know: Will season ticket sales pick up? Now, I would have thought so. What about you, Ben? What do you think? They should do. Yeah, now that we know that we're definitely safe, I think mm. next season we've got a lot of good prospects coming. You know, there's going to be some big matches and I think we'll finish nearer the top half of the table than the bottom half so personally for me I didn't know if I was going to get a season ticket I'm off the uni in September but I've decided that I'm definitely going to do it now I'm going to going to make the trek up from Eastbourne every week and I'm going to keep coming and I think people should make the same decision and, and keep coming to Celeste and buy season tickets if you haven't I thought you were only in the third year at school <laughs> <laughs> brilliant harsh <laughs> But fair. Um, <laughs> that's Nick's question. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's great, mate. No, I mean, any, I, I'll, anyone else? I was, wanna... I was just going to make the point on season ticket sales that I'm, I'm, you know, I've obviously I'm on that ticket in focus group, and I know. I mean, we were still at seven thousand last I heard. I would hope that's gone up by now. Cause it's been a been a month or so since then. I mean, obviously seven thousand isn't anywhere near enough to maintain any kind of ambition at, at championship level. I don't think. Um, I know I think there was talk this week someone was mentioning that we're already over wage budget just to stay in the division um, so I mean you know the, the fans really have got to, got to back the, the owners as much as, as they can by, by getting those tickets and I, I'm sure I do think a lot of people will be getting the likes of the seller 6 and the seller 12 and, and that sort of stuff but um, I would say to anyone out there who's going to go to more than a couple of games just get yourself a membership next year if you can't do anything else it's 45 quid and you get you get two free games with that so it pays for itself so do think about that guys if you're if you're it's not, not a bad get idea as well uh is it chris if uh, people share tickets season tickets you know yeah exactly i think every a few other game. Yeah, yeah i think ali My does, that, does that. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so me and Matt's dad does that as well. It's, it's a re- it's a really good idea, and you, you, there's plenty of people you can trust, and some you can't round here. But <laughs> no, it's all good stuff. <laughs> For 72 quid, eh? But, it's a um, whole new thread, that is. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole new thread. Um, all right, brilliant. Well, I'm just going to leave a couple of these. We're going to certainly leave Serial Thriller's email because it's a very obvious answer. Um, I'm just going to pick up the one that uh, TJ asked me earlier on on the thread. He wanted to know if I had red or brown sauce for my pre-match burger because he <laughs> saw, me, saw me stuffing my face immediately as I walked into the ground. And uh, that was, it was red sauce, mate. It was red sauce. And I did have onions. It was... Uh, Hope that's uh, <laughs> answered that one for you. Oh, wow! Right, okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, look, next, Nev Revelation. Next up is the uh, is the quiz. Now I should really have drawn attention to it earlier. So get your fingers ready now. Uh, and uh, obviously, o two o eight one two three one six four six. Oh, did I get that right without even looking? I did. O two o eight one two three one six four six. We will be asking you a question if you get through. Please dial now. Please dial now. Now. Anyway, guys, we got a we got a chat apparently while this is going on. We've, we've been talking a while, but um. So any um. Who, we're waiting. Who, who, who are you going to vote for in the uh the for best mod? Um, Hello. Oh, we've got a corner. Fuck you, Matt. Oh, oh. It's not Nick. Is it not? Is it it's Nick ben. impersonator? It's a, it's, it sounds sounds a lot like him. Well, he's not. All right, okay. And uh, well, do you want to uh, introduce yourself? Well, I'm Claude Davis's number one fan. Oh my <laughs> God, it's not. We've got a question for you as well. The answer to your question is the, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> okay, good. Hello, mate. How are you? What's what's your real name? My name is Ben. Hello, Ben. Yeah, ben uh, is a very sexy name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice girl's name. Yeah, oh. Ben Ben Nagel. How do you feel about your name being described as sexy? Well, it is. Well, it is. There's no, no name, doubt about it. it. Yeah, um, I saw you. In, I saw you in the program on Saturday. You're a celebrity now. Yeah, aren't I was you? it? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I'm in the program. Yeah. Was he being arrested, yeah, Donny? This is outrageous. I knew nothing of this, Birthday Ben. Why have you? Why are you keeping things from me? Chris, have you read the program? You would have seen it. It's in the middle of match day page with all the messages. Well, that's the uh, one that, with picture of you being arrested, wasn't it, Donny? <laughs> Look, I mean, Ben, as you well know, I was too drunk to read the programme. Um, so that's that's out of order. Um, OK, sorry, sorry, Ben. Uh, proper Ben, not evil oh, Ben. Um, yeah, let's forget, let's let's forget get, about the other Ben. Yeah, exactly. Who is he? <laughs> let's, uh, let's get some, some basic questions <laughs> aimed at you. How long have you been supporting Palace? Um, well, about four, since 99. That was my first game, but I always supported them before. I wasn't really into football before then, really. No, and you've, you've kept that going. <laughs> do you see what I did? It's good, wasn't it? Um, okay. <clears throat> it was a bad joke. Like you needed the tumbleweed sound for that one. Uh, have you obviously you heard Nick fail miserably to get the uh, yeah. to get the answer right on this? Um, on this quiz now obviously i'm going to explain the rules to you nick decided mainly to ignore those rules um i'm pretty sure that the call quality had some effect on that but basically what it is you'll hear a sort of a zap sound mikey can you test it for me please <laughs> it doesn't stop for ages it's annoying but basically you'll hear that sound you'll get some sort of a, a 
bed of music that will be slightly too loud and inconvenient for you. And then there'll be that sound again. Now, in between those two zaps, you need to give us an answer to this question. And you will win. You excited? Mm. Yeah, very excited. I mean, can't hold in my excitement. I've been wanting to do this for so long. <laughs> Nick always gets there first. He does. I mean, I think he's been very gracious. He's clearly deleted the speed dial this week. It's very nice of him. Okay, yeah, mate. Well, I'm... I'm going to start asking the question. When I've finished answering it, answer, answering it, I won't do that. When I've finished asking it, the zap will start. So, let's go. go. Uh, someone's typing as I'm about to ask you, so I'll give them a chance to stop doing that. <laughs> Good. Right, let's keep it nice and quiet. From which club did Palace sign Marco Gabbiadini to replace Ian Wright? Uh... I don't have a clue. Is it Leicester? I didn't hear that. Leicester? I, I would shout it. Leicester? Leicester? Really going to have to talk to Mikey about the volume of that bed because that could have cost you there. <laughs> but fortunately, you're wrong. <laughs> the, answer, oh, the answer was Sunderland. See, I'm fairly certain, he might, he might deny it, but I'm fairly certain Nick would have got that one. We did have a reserve question for Nick had he got through. It would have been he from which club... got it in the chat room. Yeah, you see, our question to Nick would have been from which club did Mark Palace sign Marco Gabbiadini to replace Ian Wright and what's his dad's name? But it wasn't Nick. So I'm, you know, I'm lucky there, mate. It was, a, you know, it was sort of one of those ones where if you... Well sort of, before my time. Yeah. You should have, been, been, you should have done question... In the last ten years, then I'd have got that like that. Like, like where, did we get one, Mo- then... where did we get Moxie from? Yeah. I don't know if we can give you that. Um, no, I'm lucky, mate. Seriously, um, the competition's actually gone on a lot longer than we thought it would. I might get someone else to make the questions up from now on. I'm starting to feel yeah, a bit. Easier questions. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, but Mikey got a little touch here. It's to pay for this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> But um, listen, mate, that's that's unlucky. Is there anything you want to talk about while you're on? We might as well, uh, might as well keep doing. Anything, I mean, preferably stuff about Palace or you know, like the Leeds game or something like that. But anything you like, really. David Wright, I really think he's a good player. Unlike Mr. Alan Eagle, he has the just actually reminded me. If, um, I do want to mention that Alan does get a. It's quite a long-winded and drunk apology, but he does get an apology in for David Wright, and we're playing that out at the end of the show. So do listen it's, out for it that. Was anything to stay listening to the HRL radio, that is <laughs> it, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you can't. And, I mean, just to let you know as well, it will be available to download in full as, a, as an additional bit of the podcast, and that is a promise. You will be able to download that whole diary, and it will include the full Alan Eagle apology to David Wright, which... And we just it's, it's just done in a drunken stupor, isn't it, as well? It is, yeah. It's, it's, it emails, it just does it twice. It's unbelievable. Oh, anyway, Ben, listen, mate, it's great to actually hear from you, finally. Um, and, uh, you, you know, you've been much cleaner and more respectful than I'd anticipated, so it's good, good of you to do. <laughs> we change the discussion to Claude. <laughs> <laughs> we can change it to Claude. Are you related to Claude? Um, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> you want to be related to him in a civil partnership. Do you right? have a haircut well, like Claude? If he's related to him, it'd be incest, wouldn't it? So, really <laughs> <laughs> That's another show oh, completely. Oh, 
That is a whole different thing. Do you know what? Have a haircut like him. (laughs) I'm in bed. He's there. Um, Another thing: serial filler thinks you look. Your voice sounds like James Corden. Whose voice? Who's that? Your voice. Hambo. Really? Oh man. Not sure about that. Better than Silla Black, isn't it? (laughs) You look like. Look like Pete Griffin and sound like James Corden. <laughs> I can't win, really, can I, man? That's pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. Ah, oh, listen, buddy, that's great. Look, I'll tell you one other thing as well. Claude Claude Davis is on Twitter, as I'm sure you know. So we will be trying to get him on for you. Oh, I'm not oh, sure we should you together, but we have a we'll, live call in. <laughs> see, we'll keep your number back and see if we can get him on for you. All right, cheers, buddy. Um, we'll catch yeah. up with you soon, and by all means, give it another go, like Nick did next week. Or yeah, well, I'll do a question which is in a bit more near my time. Yeah, I'll do my best for you. <laughs> Shit, mate. From this season, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice. well, Cheers now. Bye. Bye. Uh, um, I think we've got another caller. It's Ross. That is Palace Guard. I'm going to let him. I'm going to let it ring. It says ring. Good day. Good day, mate. Bonza. He's not here. Jesus Christ, Mikey, you've dropped me in it this time. Still <laughs> dialing. Still dialing? It's, uh, prob- no, I was about to say something I really shouldn't there. I mean, even in the context of this show, it would have been unacceptable. Um, okay, well, while that's trying to connect, uh, let's look at what we've still got left to do. Um, I think you might have to abandon that, Mikey. We're supposed to be previewing the Hull game, so we're going to quickly go on and do that, Mikey, if you just want to kill that. It's not happening. Um, We'll have to apologise to Ross and get hold of him again, hopefully Monday if he's around. Uh, Listen, Hull time. Let's just talk very, very quickly about what's coming up. So it's Saturday. We go up to Hull, hopefully taking a a large contingent of away fans yet again. And we're going to... you know, obviously we need a point. That's all we need to survive. And um, what the hell is going on with that sound? Ross is here, Ross. Hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> now, I've got a... F- yeah, how are you, mate? There's <laughs> a bit of a delay. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. bit tired, but okay. Yeah, uh, what time is it for you? Um, 7 o'clock in the morning. Bloody hell. And you, you've morning. Up, have you been actually been to sleep yeah yeah i went to bed and uh set the alarm and i got up uh, an hour early oh nice one buddy. And then i went back to bed for an smart hour ass and, uh, back up <laughs> now if you've <laughs> noticed mikey is playing clips of your voice back to you which is probably going to be a little bit <laughs> distracting for you so uh try and ignore that <laughs> and um you bloody god <laughs> oh god's sake. this is going to be hard now um you obviously you missed the competition, which is a shame. I could just ask you the question again, but we're not gonna not gonna do that. We have to try and catch you another week for that. But um yeah. have you got anything you wanted to talk about, mate? Anything specific? Uh, not really. Um basically oh, I had a um had a good idea for five minutes down under. Um organised yeah. a special interview um with uh, Nick Carl from Sydney FC. Oh, and um oh. yeah, I, I did that the other week and I was gonna play it on five minutes down under. Um, with Ryan and uh, really good interview. I, I did that at work because we've got to record a thing on our phones at work. Yeah, great interview. Went for you know six or seven minutes. Oh, had yeah. a great chat with him. And uh, after the after I got off of the phone, I realised it wasn't recording. 
Pretty apt. Oh mate, that's bad. That is really quite bad. I mean yeah, it's, it's the the effort I went to, the whole build up before then I took weeks to get the interview and organise it with his training schedule. And I uh, got him on the phone, had all the questions organised, it was a great interview, he talked about his greatest moments and Warnock and how he didn't fit in with the, the tactics and style and everything. And um yeah, and then uh yeah, forgot to record it's, it. So it's all gone. That is seriously harsh. I mean, I, I suppose I, I can ask you about that. I mean, what from what you actually remember? Then obviously, the kick, the sort of most sort of interesting part of that we just said really was was how he didn't fit in with Warnock. Was there any kind of a personality clash, or was it just tactical? Um, no, nothing to do with um, with Warnock. He was he was praising him. He he, he liked him as a manager. Um, it was just more down to the to the style um, and how. I asked him. One of the questions I asked him was, uh, was basically, um, uh, Palace fans didn't know, you know, whether you'll be brought in as a holding midfielder or attacking midfielder, and mm. what position were you playing? And he was, he said basically, well, I didn't know myself, and um, All right. and he didn't, he didn't really know how he fit into the formation. That's kind of where it, where it went wrong. And um, then I talked about, um, you know, how you didn't. How you know some Palace fans didn't think you carried across the your form from Bristol to over to Sellers Park and yeah and um, he, he kind of agreed with that but um you know overall just sometimes it doesn't click and I think it didn't click with with Warnock and his formation but um, he didn't bear any grudges he was he was really nice really nice guy actually yeah I mean I, I've heard good things about him and I, I do I do genuinely agree with with basically what your your angle was there that we i mean yeah no we didn't really see the best of him but um i think i mean one of my favorite moments of, of recent times was that i think it was an equalizer against sheffield united i think it was like 96th minute or so yeah. i've never i've never seriously on the sky plus i've never re- rewound and played a goal so much in my life it just gave me so much pleasure i think basically we, we'd conceded some rubbish penalty and we're looking like yeah, losing the yeah. game. But he just, you could see the talent the guy's got. He just hit that shot beautifully. It was going nowhere but in that bottom corner. And we just yeah, that's one of the things didn't. I spoke about as well. I asked him mm. what his, I kind of set him up with questions. Um, what, what was his best goal? What was his, you know, um, career highlight of pass? He mentioned the playing Aston Villa in the cup. And then he mentioned the last minute equaliser against Sheffield United. And I went to that game. And I was basically like talking to him how much of a shit day I had that day. Yeah. I was, I was I missed missed half the game. I was twenty minutes twenty minutes late. Ran from the train station to the ground. Didn't know where it was and just having a miserable day. And I think it was midweek on Tuesday night. And um, even when I got to the ground, I got led in by the stewards and they led me into the home section. So then I had to go back out, go into the away section. But him scoring oh, equaliser just felt like a win in the last minute. And I was yeah. we're having a good chat about that and how how great it was to just come away with a point and how he made my day. You know, from from a really sh- I mean, crappy day to a, to a fantastic goal, it's good. Ah, oh, that's brilliant, mate. Well, listen, I'm I'm pretty gutted we had to talk to you now because we've you know we're running out of time and we haven't even previewed the whole game yet. So I'm probably going to have to leave it there, mate. But um, I mean, hopefully you'll be be trying to get together with Ryan and give us another five minutes down under at some point anyway soon before the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, definitely maybe? try and sort one out before the end of the season. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, it was extremely popular as a feature. I'm sure you picked up on that. And uh, we, we regularly still get emails asking when the next one is. So it would be great to get that from you guys. And, um, yeah, listen, thanks for calling, Ross. I mean, it's you know it's great to have someone like you on the other side of the world who's, who follows us so much. And, you've, you know, 
you've been very very helpful giving us the quiz questions and things like that as well you're a you know proper whole radio legend so thank you so much mate and um no worries, cheers, Ross. Again soon. cheers ross yeah, bye. thanks ross cheers. Chris. Thanks. Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not falling for on a bit let's move on <laughs> Not falling for it, Mikey. Okay, listen, we're going to really quickly wrap up with the whole preview and then play you out with the, um, what do you call it? The, the l- last the part of Yeah, the remainder of the diary. Thanks, Mark. My brain's working fine. Shut up. Okay, look, I will very quickly sum up with Hull. Hull are, uh, started very, very badly, were very much down there with us, and then picked up extremely well. Had Bostock on at the very start of their... Um, <laughs> Yeah, quite, yeah. At the st- I mean, do you remember the Jay Simpson incident at home? That's one of my highlights of the season, booing Jay Simpson. But anyway, enough of that. Um, <laughs> Bostock's gone. Like, this- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Bo- uh, Bostock's no longer there, so we haven't got that fun up at Hull. But what we do have is hopefully a big party atmosphere, and hopefully we'll be securing, without beyond any shadow of a doubt, that uh, point to keep us up. So very quickly, Ben, do you want to take us through form, and then Matt... Give it straight on with the players to watch and we'll end it. Mm, yeah, last 10 games, they've won no four, predictions. drawn three, lost three. So for all you mathematicians, that's 40% win. Um, <laughs> but something I saw something I saw from looking at that is their home form is a lot worse than their away form. Played In the last 10 games, they've played five at home, they've played five away. In the away ones, they haven't lost, they've won three, drawn two. And at home, they've played five, won one game out of those five. So hopefully that's something that we can take up there. We'll know about that, our players, and we can... We can carry that on and not let them win the game and one more thing as well every go- every goal that they've let in at home since the 26th of February has been in the first half that's eight goals so yeah try and get them in the first half okay cheers Ben Matt yeah wicked um, let's do it nice and quickly uh, they've got Matty Fry up front who's a bit of a danger man scored nine goals this season it doesn't sound a lot but he's actually been quite dangerous for Hull um, they signed Corrin from West Brom and from what I know he's a you know, he's a very good player, actually. Uh, so we need to watch out for him in the attacking midfield. Okay, mate. Um, Jay Simpson up front. He's a quick striker. Um, yeah, QPR <laughs> reject. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about him. He just seems to be very pacey. So yeah. I think McCarthy would just have to deal with him. But I think we should be fine. And they got the old Nicky Barnby. Um, yes. I yeah, mean, he seems to just, yeah, he's, he does the job. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, that's my. Uh, that's no, that's perfect, mate. Absolutely ideal. And uh, right, very quick, just a score from everyone. No, no rambling on like I like to do. Ben, score. One 0 Matt. Oh, oh, eight nil. Mark. Nil <laughs> uh, nil. And I'll go with two one Palace. Okay, nice one. And the last little thing we're going to do I think we should say that Bostock has been released by Brentford today (laughs) just to rub it in that's that's not true is it I don't know I'm confused by you now okay look we've we've got we've got nothing else left I answered uh, Serial for his email question and of course the uh, things to sort of tell you about uh, hopefully you'll pick up next week we'll be talking to former centre back Gareth Davis I uh, hope you remember him. If not, why not use the Homesdale player database and look him up? Uh, he did. Uh, he's doing some work with the Welsh FA now, but we'll be talking to him more about that and uh, his time at the club. Uh, following that, we have an interview the following week with Kieran Cadogan, and after that, we have an interview with Danzy himself. Uh, 
do remember Ben Zipwire uh, charity event, but you can pick that up off of our page. And uh, he also has a birthday on Saturday where he will be now then be legally able to drink. So happy birthday on Saturday, Ben. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much. much to everyone, including my co-presenters. We've just got to go. And remember, out we're playing you out with the remainder of the match diary. Well worth a listen if you've got 10 minutes of your time. It's a lot of fun. Thanks very much, and we'll talk to you on Monday. We're back at the White Horse after the game. <coughs> Hello, Ambo, and uh, that was a great win today. And uh, I need to make a public apology <laughs> on uh, on the Homesdale.net because I've been very critical of uh, of David Wright. But today, Dave, I, I call him Dave, was 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 magnificent. Now. Um, I'm 54 years old, and the best Palace player I've ever seen was uh, was Jimmy Jimmy Cannon, and Jimmy Cannon always used to play seven stroke eight out of ten, but today David was at least a nine out of ten. Now, now, now I put it I put it I put it down to I put it down to uh, I I met with him in the uh, the. Uh, the Scunthorpe game, we was in the box and Dave unfortunately was injured. I had a chat with him and I told him how to play the position <laughs> and today he did it and he, he was magnificent. So to, to all the Homesdale fans, uh, I want to apologise because I have been critical of him and in the past I was critical of Shefki Kuki and I'll stick to Shefki Kuki, he was, he was poor and he cost a lot of money but today David Wright was magnificent and well played David and uh, hopefully we'll stay up now it looks good and uh, uh, give it all again to Hambo and everybody for the radio show and everything magnificent well done David and uh, I apologise for criticising you <laughs> lovely thank you Alan so I think what we can get from that is that Alan is responsible for getting us three points today so we should all be very thankful to him cheers Alan thanks for the three points thanks cheers uh, my major reaction is elation. Elation? Elation. You do look elated. I do. <laughs> I am. This is me being elated. Can you imagine? Jesus. Imagine if I'm down on a bad day. Now, you wanted to bring... Sorry, I, bet I was talking to the mic. You wanted to bring up the fact that before the game, you said if we score early and someone keeps hold of Gradle, we could win. You wanted to talk about that. What did? Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, I did pass a comment that uh, Max Gradle was uh, Leeds' danger man, and mm. it was up to Klein or Moxie to put him in their back pocket, and they indeed did that, and uh, we scored early. So um, I think I was pretty much on the mark, really. Would you say you were responsible for getting us three points? No, I would just say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Alan, Alan was no, responsible. No, I wasn't no, playing. I wasn't playing. No, yeah. but. Uh, 
I, uh, what, uh, I had a little word in Doogie's ear <laughs> and uh, he took it on board and I said, you know, if you close down Cradle then the victory's in the pocket and uh, and uh, score early and uh, we're going to take the points and, and we did. Yeah, that's great and good, good cliche there as well, it's impressed. Uh, Ferhad, um, would you, what would you say on a scale of 1 to 47 the performance was? It was a 48, Chris. It really was a 48. I think you've understood. I said between, it's between 1 and 47. <laughs> it really was a 48. It, it was, look, it was a great performance by Palace today. Um, from kickoff, we were really at Leeds. Um, got to give credit to Dougie Friedman. You know, he got it spot on with the tactics. We nullified them on the wings, and we were great. You know, really, really pleased about the, uh, the performance, and and really pleased with David Wright. You know, he was great today. He was great, thanks to Alan's uh, coaching skills. Walshy, Walshy's here. Wait, are you going to give me any more than you gave last time? Let me rephrase that. Are you going to say more than you said last time? <laughs> Girl of you know, little words. Girl of little words. Girl? Lady. Lady, I'd say lady. Were you, were, let's, let's, let's keep it simple. Were you happy with the result? Oh, chuff to bits, yeah. Chuff to bits. Um, who is your favourite Who is your favourite Kerber? Kerber. You look a bit like a Kerber. Do you want to cuddle? Shit. <laughs> uh, Mikey, you'll have to beep shit. Right. Uh, and that shit. And, yeah, I've got myself into a bit of a problem there. Um, uh, thanks very much for your thoughts. Anything else you wanted to say? Do you want a cuddle? Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> You're holding two drinks. Do you want me to hold that way, Wayne? Or? Ah. That's, that's the highlight of my day. Um, I don't want to cuddle from you, Steve, but I do want some post-match thoughts. Blow job. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excellent, okay, we did that later on. Uh, yeah, great performance, um, exactly as Mark said, it was uh, keeping Max Grader in the pocket, and we did it all game, uh, Moxie had a blinder, and actually, I hate to say it, but David Wright had an absolute blinder, yeah. um, I think we played well, I think we did the business, and uh, thank God for the dance. Sorry, tomorrow yeah. I just want to jump here? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, um, she, she's, she's <laughs> <up in> the <laughs> job as well. Walshie, what she wants to say something? Well, is it because, like, Alan, I heard there was a great <laughs> I heard on the great run that Alan had a quick word like. Yeah, no, Alan did have a quick, yeah, yeah. So was it Alan that made, secured the three points for us today? Like? It was, it was Alan, yeah. Should I go and buy him a pint? No, no one buy him a pint. I'll just, just tell him he's right and he'll be happy with that. He gave me a horse racing tip today. He said uh, the 510 at Huntington, Mr. Dillon would win. So does anyone know the result of that? Seriously, because I need to find out. <laughs> we, we will find out. And the news is that Alan ain't so good after all, is it? Yeah, I think perhaps we'll, we'll know the real Alan Eagle by the end of today. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm just choking on something in my throat. Right, I think we'll call it quits there. Right, what, 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 what? I just wanted to uh, say to anyone in HOL who doubted Doogie and his tactics, take it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really needed to see that face. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Paul's here. Quick game two. He's, um, he's put the chopper on hold for now. And uh, he's going to have some words of wisdom for us. I'm going to bring out the roller for hull, I think. Uh, the roller for hull. Do you need to run? <laughs> I did predict uh, we were going to get slaughtered 3-0. Yeah, yeah. I did put that in. I put my hands up. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Yay! So... I mean, we've all been discussing how it was all Alan Eagles uh, coaching tips to David Wright, who got us the three points today. He kept telling me, he was yeah. me and he did would, stop telling me about yeah, it. Would you agree with that? I thought Wright, he played a magic game. Yeah. Yeah, he really played, best I've seen him all season. So we should all be very thankful to Alan Eagle. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I think that's... He's got, that's, got to get around him first before I'm thankful. <laughs> that's a very good point. Where is he? <laughs> get around him, Alan. Get around him. All right, brilliant. <laughs>
How did you see the game? Uh, from the Holmesdale Lower. <laughs> <laughs> Block C. That's where I was. I saw it exactly the same. Okay, what were your feelings on that? No, it was good. Uh, it, was a, it was a cracking game. Brilliant atmosphere. And, uh, and the, the players, the, the big players, the, 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 wanted to step up, stepped up. Yeah. You know, Paddy McCarthy and uh, Danzy and etc. Yeah. A couple of big, big characters in it today. Yeah, very, that's, that's a good word to actually just sort of round off that performance. Character, it was all about character. Post-match reaction with Ben Nagel. Now, Ben's been thinking and, uh, what's well, a cogitating is a better word. He's been cogitating, um, and, yeah, I've seen it. It's inappropriate at times. And, uh, yeah, really, so uh, what were your thoughts on that wonderful game? First of all, I would like to say that I did get the prediction right before the game. 1-0 was one of my predictions. Um, and yet, a fantastic result. 1-19's not bad, We put the effort in and we got the, we got the rewards that we deserved, I think. Paddy McCarthy was fantastic at the back. He got, he got in the way of everything. Zaha, as well, was a player, I think, who just ran all day. Yeah, trapped that know, well. Yeah, he did. Everson, I don't know how he stayed on the pitch for that long, but he played well as well. Um, yeah, think not, about David Wright? He played well actually, didn't he? Yeah. He did, yeah. The first 15 That's minutes were a bit shaky, but after that, I think he really did put in a good. That was all because of the coaching he got from Alan Eagle a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. say thanks to Alan. Thank you, Alan Eagle, yeah. for coaching David Wright. Well done. Yeah, also, a lot more passion than against Gunthorpe, I think. <laughs> if you look back to that performance, we didn't look like we wanted to stay up. Whereas today, you know, before the whistle, after the whistle, everything, the whole the whole 90 minutes we played well. You yeah. know, we put the effort in and we really. Ben Ben well. gestured when he said the whole 90 minutes there, and obviously that doesn't come across on radio but I wanted to point it out he was gesturing for emphasis the whole 90 minutes Mark I've got, I've got a question for Ben what do you think about the atmosphere at Sellers today oh, fantastic I think is it the, most, the biggest atmosphere this season biggest, biggest? attendance sorry biggest. Yeah, it was the biggest attendance yeah, yeah it was amazing and that did show it was, a lot, it was louder than it is normally I couldn't see an empty seat in the homestead from where I was sitting everyone was loud like, for me sitting in the main stand to be standing up for 15-20 minutes to the match really does prove a point because I'm never I'm never standing up what no, no. I didn't I see that to stand yeah. up in there, what did you did you cheer as well? Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. What? I've never, never sing, cheered in the, in the, uh, in the main songs? Band. Yeah, we sung a couple, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw some clapping and that was quickly stamped oh, we out. Lot, we do a lot of clapping and stamping of the feet we do as well. That's good news. Oh, that's, that's, I don't even know what you're saying now, Mark. Stop saying no, things. No, I was going to also <laughs> say that, don't you think, uh, Ben, that the uh, early goal silenced their 6,000 travelling fans Definitely big did, time? Yeah. Leeds are a loud club and I think for us to score within a minute, I think it was within a minute, um, yeah, just shut them up for the whole 90 minutes. They didn't know it loud at all. When I got, when I went into the ground and I walked up the stairs and I saw them, it was a bit of a daunting prospect, I think, to see that many Leeds fans there singing, shouting. But yeah, straight after the the start whistle went, we were all over them. Weren't we? The start whistle. The, the, yeah, the start whistle. <laughs> the whistle at the start. Okay. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Ben. It's the whole God, you lot can yabber on a bit. Let's move on. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.